Oh god, my voice just sounds terrible tonight. This is like my... I don't even know how many times I've tried doing the take for my little intro, but here it is. It, you're just getting shit voice Luke tonight, guys. Just, just bear with me. I'm here recording a little bit of an intro, kind of going off the beaten path of what I was doing before. I was doing the whole kind of ska, butt rock intro with special guest people. Um, but, you know, I just like that a lot better than what I was using for the music for the Rules Lawyers After Dark from before, so I'm just going to keep it. Uh, this is more or less Rules Lawyers After Dark, talking with a good chunk of the crew, talking about our Dungeon of the Mad Mage playthrough that we've gone through so far. I've been wanting to do this one for a bit. Uh, we ended up not recording the actual play because things have been very busy for me, prepping for my two beautiful little girls to emerge from their eldritch slumber from the, the womb of my life. I'm a very busy guy, and I haven't been able to do a whole lot of podcasting, which is fine. It's all good. Um, I don't have my little gray boy Georgie, the amazing podcasting kitty, to help me bring in the this episode, but I do have J-Dog. She's up here eating her, um, her dildo-esque toy. That's pretty much all but destroyed, so no more dildo for JC. But, you know, we can't always have what we want, such as me with free time and JC with her favorite dildo dog toy uh, other quick news before we get into dungeon of the mad mage discussion i dropped a bottle of thyme on my phone today and I'm, I'm very upset about myself with that it looks like shit i cracked the screen real bad and I'm, I'm just gonna have to live with my shame be smirched to my screen forever bad story jc yeah no i agree that was, wasn't a great story but we're gonna be continuing dungeon, dungeon of the mad mage here pretty quick uh this actually in Two days, it'll be Tuesday at that point, and we'll be wrapping up Willowwood, going into the Lost Level, and, you know, maybe I can get uh, the Slither Swamp before uh, my twins are born, hopefully, I think. And then after that, it's going to be a, a big crapshoot in a long time before I get anywhere with it, or with actual play for that matter. But I will continue to try to maybe do some discussion-based things here and there. So hopefully you enjoyed this one, and let me know what you think. Uh, if, if you feel like it. If not, whatever. That's it, fine. It's all fine. It doesn't matter. Bye. Rip that burp one more time. I can't one do it just I like that. I, mean, I can't. I can burp a command, but I want a genuine, yeah. uncut... Yeah. Weak shit, Dylan. I want an uncut from a tap. <laughs> Pure black Mexican Kyle Burke. What is a black, black Mexican, Mexican Kyle? Like black Mexican heroin. Oh. Black, black, black tar. Black tar. Black tar. A lot of it is supposedly from Mexico. Yeah, but you had a little bit of that chili pea. It makes it Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> Bitch. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately. <laughs> Have you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, getting, ready. Lost that I'm getting ready for the uh, the movie coming out here. Yeah. Soon. Wait, they're yeah. making a movie. I just yeah. think the movie. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear about that? No. Kyle's cracking a beer at fucking six in the morning. Jesus Christ, Kyle. Fucking alcoholic. Yeah. By the way, do you guys want to order pizza or something? I can do that. Uh, I'll I'll say out the pizza. I had a big magic muffin. At the farmer's market. Those are right. excellent. Yeah, a magic are. muffin? The, the guy from the Legalize inside. He sold it to me. I had to pick a lot of seeds and stems out of it, though. <laughs> that guy's got a bad recipe. You should talk to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> what was that little fucking... <laughs>
You, know, you should have left some silence around it so you can cut it out and use it for later. Come on, man. You know, there's a perfectly good microphone we have, too. Okay, I didn't bring the, extent, the thing. Oh. He doesn't have the dongle. All I didn't right. bring the dongle. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go into that little sound bite like a fucking surgeon and get that little... <laughs> Sounds like Winnie the Pooh laughing. I'm going to set that as Ivy's ringtone for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my face is going to be red again. <laughs> okay. There's no walls to compare it to, though. I know. Just Were you blending in with a wall like a chameleon? Yeah. Or a comic world, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to laugh in front of you guys anymore. <laughs> Just make fun of me. I have, okay, until like a week ago, I couldn't use free pizzas for gluten-free, so they just kept building up. So I have six free pizzas. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what happened. This is like the time we gave the guy like 61.73 as a tip with a condom and a thing of gum and an expired Panera Bread gift card. <laughs> hey. There you go. Thank you, Kyle. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. We gave him a ton of shit. Oh, yeah. We gave him a lot of shit. Hide them. Hide them. Hide them. Man. Paul never did name a character that. No. Man, I was... I was way drunk. That was pretty great. That was a good night. <laughs> good time. That was the famous clown talk time. Oh, my God. Oh, this is Luke. Welcome to my... my clown trip podcast? Oh, yeah, I, wa- I wanted to do like a TED Talks joke, but it's, it's a clown talk joke. There was actually a point in time when me and Tony and a couple other people considered discussing uh, the entirety of the clown trip franchise as a podcast. As like a separate little special mm-hmm. thing. And that, that might happen one day. And better content than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, we're going to talk about Dungeon of the Mad Mage. We were, at one point, thinking about doing The Son of the Citadel, but Dimitri might possibly run it. I might possibly run it. It all kind of depends. Who's got to give the book back to Ivy? That's a thing. I would run he, it if I had the book. He did mention that he, I saw him uh, this past okay. week, and he said he's going to give it back to you, so. He's aware. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but he's aware. Okay. So, I'll, I'll hound him on that. <laughs> I mean, um, it's not like I spent money on it, but. Yeah, but it's still yours. Yeah. Have we discussed that Hua has literally died? Hua's dead. R.I.P. Hua, Hua is dead. Saw him this weekend. Hua the player. It was via it was via Ouija board. Yeah, that's how I saw him. I saw him as like a like a shadow in the in the in the mirror. Yeah, like a horror movie. You know, it's your, it's your shadow died from back at the old house. Dylan, Dylan, oh, hold on. Dylan had a shadow guy back at the old house. Do you live in a haunted house, Dylan? No, I, I was telling a story once about how I got paranoid when I was going to sleep one day as a kid, and I thought I saw a guy like standing outside my window. Oh, it was like a shadow. We didn't oh. have windows in that room. You lived in a house with no windows. I remember specifically he was jumping at. You specifically said he was jumping at you. I don't know why, but. Uh, okay. I lived, when I was a kid back at our old house when we lived in Key West, I actually I was taking a nap on the couch and I woke up and there was a, a, a nice polite gentleman wearing a ski cap staring at me through the our big picture window of a ski mask. Mm-hmm. And then I screamed and he smacked the window and ran away. That did happen. And my mom said it was a dream. I said, bullshit, mom. I'm five years old and I just woke up. I know what the fuck is happening. Go check the window for uh, handprints. Yeah, hand <laughs> I wasn't that smart. But yeah, Dungeons and Mage, where I was going to talk about it. I wrote some general just discussion That's notes. pretty cool screensaver. Oh, it's solid, right? Me and the legalizer guy can get together and <laughs> yeah. stare at it after I patronize his, uh, his small local business. Now, I'm pretty sure you got to watch <laughs> Doctor Strange on whatever shit he's going to give you. 
The new one? The new one? Well, I mean, maybe yeah. when it comes out, but it's just a trippy ass name. Doctor, Doctor Shit? He's always giving me strange. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor <laughs> Shit is always giving me strange. <laughs> so. <laughs> How can I make a band name out of that somehow? Doctor <laughs> Shit giving it. Uh, Doctor Shit and the Strange Love. It's not, ooh, okay. I like that. That just sounds. I want to make a. I want to like, make a Adventures League module called Doctor Shit's Always Giving You That Strange. It's, a, it's one of those underground mods. <laughs> you got to go through the dark web to open up a going DM, through the back DM's door guild, dark web. DM's Guild Platinum After Dark. DM's Guild. <laughs> DM's Guild Silk. <laughs> oh jeez, no. D, DM DM's Guild Dot uh, Creative Cloud. <laughs> I've also been re-listening to Cool Games Inc. as well. I, I've been listening to the highlights, like yeah. I was, like the first one, Cook for Cube. Yeah. Uh, Cube. Tim McGraw's "What If Fates Trucks" was fun. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, and there's also fuck, what's his name? That's uh, gr- Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. Oh, dude, oh my god! I fucking <laughs> love Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. It's the funniest <laughs> shit of all time. I would buy that game. Yeah, I would be a part of that for sure. Yeah, Ivy, you, can, you don't you don't talk here. This is this is us now. <laughs> okay. If Matthew has also been silent. Yeah. yeah. You're just singling her out. Not you can't ever talk right. at the same time. That is kind of what I do. That's right, because we're the same person. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Using a different part of the larynx to say the, the Matthew voice. So yeah, don't do the Mad Mage. I just maybe like a general like discussion or a review. We've gotten to what level? Like level seven of it? I'll be honest, I have no idea. Oh, wait, wait. Well, I should also mention that Matthew has not played. So this is also going to be a fresh third-party outside perspective from Matthew. Uh, we're only on level five, which is Willowwood, which I will attribute to my shitty schedule, being that we started playing this back in, like, November of last year. I am enjoying it, though. I like the Willowwood. I mean, specifically Willowwood. I like the Willowwood, Willowwood is level. definitely well, better. It's about to be over, because we're about to fucking burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the good times with Willowwood are Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I am so disappointed. I, didn't, I want that sword. Do me a favor, real quick. Go around the table. I know Matthew. We're going to come up with something with you, but tell me what character or characters you have played, and if anything happened to them, what what their fate was. <laughs> oh, thanks, Luke. <laughs> this applies to oh, one person. Yes. So originally, I, well, actually, originally I was playing Jade, then I switched out for Fru Fru, the Tabaxi Bard Rogue, and. Mm-hmm. Um, swashbuckler swords or something. Doesn't matter if she's something. fucking dead. Yeah, it doesn't matter because she's dead. Rip. But. Well, she's, you know, she's not so much dead as she is. Her matter is now composing one of the gibbering mouthers on level That's two. right. And, I mean, the fun thing about her was that she had played through, um, Dungeon of the, or Dragon Heist, Dragon Heist yeah. and had the Stone of Galore, and I was hoping, like, maybe that would come up again at if, some point. If I had, in the Abolith. If I had known... Because I, I never, I've, I've been running Dungeons the Mad Mage cold this entire time. Yeah. I, mean, I shouldn't say cold, well, kind of cold. But I never, I didn't know anything about Heist at all. I didn't know that the Stones of Galore was a thing. I didn't know that it was connected to an Abolith. Mm. And if I would have known that, if someone would have brought it to the Abolith level, I would have maybe come up with something. But I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. So now I am playing Jade, who is a uh, level 8 Kensei monk. Uh, she has pretty badass... Sword. She's got Dawnbringer. Mm, honey, <laughs> that's right. That is the voice that's of Dawnbringer. The, the, uh, the conscious of the party, and uh, also 
gave up her hair to save Kyle's character. Yeah, who's yeah. no longer in the game. <laughs> from, so you know, certain death. And uh, now has a hair monculus, a tiny neutral construct. The telepathic bond. This is a Luke Vold uh, original. TM, TM, TM. Yes. The hair monculus. And I like to think the hair monculus is just always wild and unkempt and yeah. I nasty because they're in the caves. I, so I, I, I give it stats and everything, and I think mm-hmm. at the bottom I give a description that it's a combination of the shadow baby mm-hmm. assassin from Game of Thrones and Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That is what it but says. But made of hair. Only made of hair. Yeah. Your hair. Your hair. Ooh, I cleaned out my drain yesterday in my bathtub. I <laughs> thought I found a hair monculus. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also is right now in dreadlocks because of the amount of weed we've been smoking. Yes. That's right. Yes. You, you, you just went Rasta um, unconsciously, subconsciously. <laughs> yeah. All Turned right. to Bob Rastafarian. <laughs> All right. Kyle, explain what happened to your characters. Um, so I was originally playing a, came, a character named Jim. And uh, he kind of died because of... It was Hua's fault. Hua, he, he decided to keep throwing rocks into a cauldron that caused the entire room to be affected by a uh, elder rune. Yep. He knew damn well that it was elder rune every time you disturbed the water. Mm-hmm. Anyone other than the hags, I believe. If, you just, mm-hmm. if someone disturbed the water, elder runes went off. Which didn't only kill you, did it? It only killed me. I thought it basically killed everyone in it the may, room. It may have knocked people unconscious. Yes. But it yeah. Killed. Yeah. Oh, it went okay. up, a lot of people went, uh, went down. He, he was straight up dead because you were playing a skill monkey mm-hmm. with like complete shit for constitution to make <laughs> specifically yeah. absurd. Yeah. He literally had every <laughs> single skill, proficiency, or expertise. Mm-hmm. Yup. And you're, you're super squishy because of it. Yep. Which is he had weird. like 30-something hit points, I think. Yeah. And six At different classes. At level four. 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 At level seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were about to yeah, four. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I gave up the sacrifice. I allowed some weird magic with some hags to be brought back with the sacrifice, uh, the sacrifice of her hair permanently. And then Jim is kind of like, all right, I'm out. Yep. No more on, no more on, on for me. I'm going to go. He's, he's still got the uh, King Kuskul uh, vape. Yep. <laughs> the, it's a the pipe of smoking monsters, mm-hmm. but it's just a King Kuskul vape. But, yeah, and then I brought in, uh, fuck, I don't even remember. You're playing? It was the sorcerer I brought in next. Is that what you're playing now? No. Right no. now I'm playing uh, Varric, a shadow monk. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're doing a shadow monk. That was right. And but you, I previously had brought in Ono, the uh, Divine Soul Sorcerer. Cool. Very cool. And Dylan, you've switched out once. At least once, yep. right? Yep. I started out playing as a bugbear uh, fighter. I honestly forget what his name was. It was Grunkle still yeah, yeah, okay. Because everyone else <laughs> forgot what his name was the moment I said yeah. it. It didn't have a G in it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Uncle Grunkle. Yeah, Grunkle Stan. <laughs> but but that became the name of the character because that's what everyone called him. He he was he was a standard like polearm plus reach type, just goofing around with that. You did one cool thing, wasn't it? Like 
you used your pole arm as a pole vault to get a drider off the top of the ceiling or something? Yes, you know, yes I grappled fun. a drider off of the ceiling and slammed him <laughs> in the ground so everyone else could take him out. After two fun. or three people uh, used illusions to try to convince the drider that they were like the big old leader or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatnot. whatever. You guys social players. Screw <laughs> that. I'm combat. Um, uh, and then I decided to swap him out for... Alvrak Bolster, otherwise just known as Al. Or Al Borland from, uh, no. from Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> you can call me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is a, uh, a hobgoblin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're doing gesture skip. Okay. Yep. He's a hobgoblin abjuration wizard. Oh, he's a hobgoblin? Yes. I thought he was a human this entire time. No. <laughs> he specifically Always. said multiple yep. times hobgoblin. Always been a hobgoblin. I don't pay attention. I'm just um, <laughs> yeah, and I basically designed this character to be like he is a a dungeon builder in training. Ooh, so that's, that's all right. of the, the all of the spells that I choose are based on like what could I use to like make neat dungeons myself. That's kind of cool. Like he's went down into Undermountain just to like get ideas for when he makes his own to study. Yeah. That's actually that's really interesting. I like that. I'm playing the monk just because I wanted to teleport around. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I, I actually made us uh, in my notes of sections of things to talk about problem classes, Gloomstalker <laughs> and Shadow Monk. <laughs> it's not been yeah. a huge problem. Though. We have both of those. Yeah. I and, would... and Matthew's also here because we're using his house. Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> uh, also, I was gonna say, if you were if you were to play this, do you have any characters that you would run through here? Like you if you ever wanted to, you could hop in. Mm-hmm. Assuming we had room. We have we room for everyone we usually but do. Matthew. We usually do. Uh-huh. Well, not in who was out, but... um, yeah. yeah. Who no. was another Gloomstalker. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but there was that one day I showed up and there was eight PCs. That was, that was a rough night. Yeah. I didn't have fun that night, oh straight off. It, yeah. it wasn't great. I didn't have a good time. But anyway, Matthew, if you were going to play a character, would you have any in mind that you have laying around? Oh. Level like seven or eight, or getting on nine. Let's see, level seven or eight. Lafty! <laughs> 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 if, I mean, if you want to bump Lafty up, I'd let you. Because he should be about level 8 or 7, right? Oh, pretty close. Pretty, pretty much. He, he ran you guys through, like, level 8. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I could always bring in my level 8 barbarian from the... Uh, we need more edgelords. <laughs> from uh, the Ravenloft game. I think we can always use more edgelords. I think you have plenty of characters in this game. I think we're... Okay. <laughs> well, we've got two monks now. We don't have a barbarian. Well, and um, that was going to be one thing I was going to mention, is how I'm allowing it to like run. I wanted Dungeon Man Mage to be, um, and it's also kind of on the same vein of what I, at some point in the theoretical future, want to do with uh, Tales from the Honor Portal, is being able to swap in and out characters that we had used before. Or that we like, that because we've gone through the machine of Adventurers League, we get like mm-hmm. a character up to level three and then it gets abandoned and then a character up to level four and it's abandoned. But then we have a tier two and then we kind of never get to use it again. Mm-hmm. And even the, those of us with tier three characters, you could do that as well. Where with uh, Tales from the Honor Portal, we do that one character through that entire adventure, but with Dungeon Man Mage, we just, whenever you want to, I shouldn't say whenever you want to, I think I made the rule of after a long rest, you can switch out a character. So it, and it makes sense because you're in like a highly populated metropolitan area at the top. A lot of characters yeah. in Threat Realms could in theory be there. I think at one point I said like a lot of our old tier three characters are kind of just hanging out up there in case you ever want to bring them in. So th- I, a lot of people swap in and out. Yeah, Al just got a wand of fireballs. He's never yeah, switching again. That's right. <laughs> I, about that. I, I think it would be cool to bring in Einkill, who has <laughs> which a, one's Einkill, Kyle? He's the barbarian, barbarian dwarf. Okay, he's the cool. uh, the what is it called? 
the the one where you get extra attack but you get exhaustion. Uh, the frenzy, frenzy, frenzy. Yeah, yeah, frenzy, frenzy barbarian. Uh, yeah, he has a plus one great axe. He has bracers of defense. He has wings of flying, and he has a whip of warning. Hell, fucking yeah, dude! And yes. then actually, Ajax can show up, and then he's got the plus two whip, and you can have the whip off. You can be the whip brothers. If I bring Ajax back, I'm probably going to rebuild him a tiny bit. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think this since we're not doing strictly AL because we've done away with that for quite some time now. We, I think we've kept some elements of it more or less with like stats at level one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I even went on and said we're, I'm dealing away with the with the PHP plus one. Like mm-hmm. if you wanted to, you could have like three source materials. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I've not yet found a combination that is broken any more than what you can make with the fucking PHP mm-hmm. or even just a P, uh, PHP plus one. Like Gloomstalker itself is really really good given the circumstances. Um, we always went on about who was fighter barbarian. Him, that on its own was fucking nuts. And that's just PHP, so. And that was nuts before he added Barbarian. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. It, I, I, I've never understood the whole PHP plus one thing. Um, but then I, one other additional thing that I added to this was, even if there was a, a sort of, I, I did make the rule that it has to be published material. Because I know yes. Andy and Kyle both wanted to do some UA stuff that I, to be fair, I said no. Mistake. <laughs> Fuck no. Give <laughs> <laughs> me Bishop of Gloomstalker now. 18 <laughs> pages of character. <laughs> but um, I also made it that uh, you could pull classes and shit from like other books that are published, even if they're not on Forgotten Realms. And D&D Wiki. No, D&D Wiki. <laughs> no, that's the special Ivy one-shot. That we'll have yeah, inside. I want to play Where to Ask. Oh, dude, my, uh, my Toon Folk B-Ball Master yeah. <laughs> is going to be the shit. B-Baller, thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> But I know um, uh, Devin, he's playing a Drew... Sp- uh, Drew. A Drew. A Spore Druid. A Spore, thank you. A Spore Druid. And that's a yeah. Ravnica thing. Yeah. So I guess in theory, if someone wanted to play a Warforged, I don't see, I don't see why I would like, stop them. Yeah. Like, if you if you got a big boner for a Warforged, play a Their armor is very powerful, but yeah. other than that... Yeah. But also a Tortle, so yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Well, and Spore Druid's not as overpowered as some of the other things. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got... The spore druid barbarian. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it'll work out. But right <laughs> now, it's a little weak. <laughs> when, when will it work out? I mean, my character will eventually work out too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's three different classes uh-huh. right now. I'm a big fan of theory building, where it's like, okay, this guy's gonna be dope at level twelve. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy only needs level eight. Right now, she's just he's fun to roll play. That's awesome. I know, I have, like, so many builds where it's like, oh, but I want one level of Order Cleric. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then I have my, this is super off topic, but my Wood Elf that I had at one point when we were doing the whole band thing in Schult. And, like, at level 10, I have a 33% chance of critting every turn <laughs> because uh, you know, he, he's multi-class into two and take Magic Initiate. Um, yeah, but that's, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy those fun high-level theory builds. Yeah. <clears throat> Gonna cut that. No, no. You should probably cut. That. No, that'll be a signal for when I take a break. When do a little uh, ad break. A little, do the ad break. Usually people go. No, I go. <laughs> Recognizable spikes <laughs> when you clap. Oh, I mean, it sounds like I'm choking on a big old chow and just. <laughs> that, that's a sound, right, Dylan? Wait a second. <laughs> anyway, that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tessa, and I'm Elliot. And this is Tessa and Elliot Argue. Do you like weird headlines? 
Guy on Ambient accidentally proposes to girlfriend, wakes up and doesn't remember any of it. Florida gun owners plan to shoot at Hurricane Irma. Plane forced to turn back after mother forgets newborn at airport. If any of this caught your attention, you can find us at TessaElliotArgue.com. We come out every Sunday morning. Check us out. And then the other thing I was going to mention of me kind of running it mechanically, I'm doing milestone leveling. Is that working for people? Does that sound fun? I like it better than, honestly, the gritty XP. Yeah, when I DM especially, I I can't stand the XP. Yeah. Yeah, my game that I'm playing in three hours, two, two and a half hours, um, we're doing XP, mm-hmm. and it's like we skyrocketed it up to level 10, and we've been level Plateau. 10 yeah. for probably six months. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like I have my stats 100% memorized because we've been the same level for so long. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like when, um, if it's like an AL mod, you know, adding those experience points is fine. Because it's like it only just happened here. It's all listed in the back. Like each shit is this, but like we we did the actual gritty XP for against the dragons or against the giants, mm-hmm. and that was a fucking like that. I had to take hours out of my day to like go mm-hmm. home and like figure out how much it was. And then of course people had to come in and out, and I kind of tried factoring that in here and there. But with, especially with, with like a homebrew kind of thing, it's like you want to give XP even if you're not getting in combat all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you get do that? And it's it's, like, it's such an arbitrary thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, you talked to the guy and you made an alliance with the mayor, a thousand XP. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you? How hard was the DC? And did, does that factor into it? Like at that point, it's just like, eh, now nah, you love. Yeah. Ahead. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff in Dungeons and Mage too where you can. As a DM, decide on them getting uh, experience points for. <clears throat> thank you, Kyle. Oh, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Don't ever be sorry. <laughs> uh, you can decide to give them XP for uh, like making an alliance with the creature as opposed to fighting them. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. It's they're still kind of arbitrary on like how much XP you give them. In the if you read it in the book, they say that after completing this level, you will have the characters will have gained enough experience to make it to like level nine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if they account for having multiple, like, how many people in a group are they accounting for for that? Four? Right. Five? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I think it's usually balanced for a party of five. Players. If you're going by CR, it's like four or five, right? <clears throat> but then there's times when we have fucking seven or eight people. Uh-huh. So there's that. And I, I think the whole leveling milestone thing kind of ties into with um, being allowed to go to, diff- to lower levels and also going through gates. Mm-hmm. There, there is kind of cool because in the book there is the the option and I've been running it with you this way where if you try to enter into a gate that you're not of a high enough level to go through there's like a, a voice and like a thing that kind of stops you and uh, that is in the book that was not Luke uh, mess him up or, uh, yeah those are, there are some like Luke mess him up things that I do in there to like tweak it a little bit but those, those are I appreciate that about <laughs> you as a DM though like that makes the game so much more fun and memorable to have like There's certain ones yeah. your own twist into mm-hmm. it and yeah there was um like a, a lot of the luke the, the special luke also random xd twists <laughs> that i put in there i mean there's like the hermonculus which i thought was just kind of a funny little whatever uh oftentimes i'll name an npc cruel lovard or <laughs> just straight up luke warwald because i i can't think of anybody else but there was actually one thing that i'm working into and i think if people didn't know, and I, I might not even let it out to you guys for a while, 
but I'm working it into the story that it's not in the books. And I actually put a post on it on the Dungeon of the Mad Mage subreddit. And I got Reddit gold because of it, baby! (laughs) So I'm going to be running this for my kids' game in the next, probably starting in like November. Oh, really? Um, Well, it depends. They go very slow, and we go off on wild tangents and things like that, just Mm -hmm. have fun with it. But um, so we'll see how long it gets them to get through the final level of Dragon Heist. But um, do you have any tips... For a DM starting this game. Oh, yeah, and that, that's a good transition to what I what I was going to talk about pretty much next. I think a good thing to do is uh, not get hung up on all the little details of every room. And there's, there's I, at the beginning, I was I basically took note of everything, everything that was in there, every little monster, every little encounter, like everything. Um, if you showed up to it, it was happening. And like, you know, I've actually, there's been a few times even coming up here recently in like Willowwood where there was like a room where some shit happened. I'm like, we're not doing that. But just based on like the level of the people, what they're probably going to do, like it's going to be like a three round combat that's going to take up 15 minutes of our precious real lifetime. Uh-huh. And it's just not going to be fucking fun. So like there's certain things that it's like you could, there's certain things that if you think you can just forget about, just don't even worry about it. Yeah, wasn't it like like three wild boars or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was two wild boars. There was also a fight with a, a couple air caps that I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, yeah. no. And you're getting to the fun part with, with Willow and like you're getting to the head with the dragon and all this shit. Like that's the good part of this level. Uh, the whereabouts was a fun one. Um, but like everything else, I'm like, no, I'm not going to have you fight three fucking air caps. Or, or, or the, the mimic. The boat mimic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, all right, you guys just use range and you kill it. Like yeah. and we found out that it was there, so we just killed it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's my main thing. Is if there's little minutia that you think is not going to be fun, just don't even do it because there's just so much fucking material in here. That even if you are running it consistently, it could take you years yeah. to run the whole thing, and it's it's just not worth getting hung up on little things. Yeah. My other second thing that I would almost suggest, if it's possible, and I would like this if at some point I can like maybe have Andrew or someone help me, but having a second DM I think would be really beneficial to this module. Right. Just because, like I said, there are so many things to be aware of. Uh-huh. Um, the maps are gigantic. Uh, yeah. The squares are 10 feet instead of 5. So it's huge. And there's so many... Th- I, I, different, it kind of varies from level to level. Like, the, um, there's a couple levels coming up where there isn't as much detail in it. But the, the first couple levels are so much fucking shit. So many things to be aware of. So many different things happening. Um so the group that I was doing that was like all new players like eight, like eight months ago, mm-hmm. they finally finished Dragon Heist and we took a break and they all still wanted to play and I told them I wasn't up for DMing mm-hmm. um, another game for them. So one of them had decided he wanted to DM and mm-hmm. they all wanted to do Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Sure. So first time DM with a group of like five would have been the, there only would have been about five people that continued from the original group. Sure. Except then he opened it up so that they could fill all the seats from people who dropped out and yeah. have as many players as I had at the table, which was an insane number. And I have a hard time turning people away, mm-hmm. but so it's also fun. difficult when, you know, the owner of the store sends people your way. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. people, <laughs> I hate saying no, but right. it, it is a shitty thing where it's like, we have eight people at the table. It's just like, it's a lot, man. It's yeah. So I think five is a very comfortable, mm-hmm. very good yes. number. Yeah. I agree. So he has eight players, half of which are brand new. 
god. And is trying to do Dungeon of the Madness. And he's starting at level five, too. Yeah, starting yeah. at level five. Letting him do homebrew. Oh god. That, that, that's the that's oh stop. No, that's where you went with Oh my god. No thanks. And, he says they can do anything from D and D beyond. Oh god! And I've tried to explain to him that I've tried D &D to explain. Beyond. It's not. It's not legit stuff. It's whatever people post on there is. Can you get other po postings on there, like homebrew stuff? On D &D? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can memorize oh, really? one on the Discord yeah. where someone's like, "I want to be a mind flayer." Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. They no, wanted to be a mind flayer. Someone was saying they had a page number <clears throat> in Volos where it said you could be a mind flayer. That's someone who can't read. This is the same player who, that item that is cursed to come back to your hand, the sword, oh, yeah. that keeps coming back to you. So they found that right away because they basically went through the first level like that. Yeah, sure. And he just kind of skipped through it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm just sitting back and helping you with logistics when you get overwhelmed or when sure. players need help. Because um, I did tell him I would, I called it ghost DMing, where I would sit in the background and sure. just kind of answer questions. That could be very, and, very helpful, quite honestly. Yeah. So, um... So I'm doing that for him. And so one of the players picks up the sword, and he tries to put it down, and it comes back to him, blah, blah, blah. And so he immediately goes, okay, I cut off my arm. Because oh he heard the word cursed. <laughs> the DM said, now this item is cursed. It will keep returning to your hand. And so he just immediately declares he's going to cut off his arm. I had to talk him out of that because as a fighter, you probably want two hands. Yeah. From time to time. I mean, you can find a cleric fucking somewhere. <laughs> I know. There, there is a section of the DMG that says if you want to add like extra wounds, like here's mm -hmm. what would happen if he cut off his arm yep. or lost an eye. I mean, yeah. I did have fun little things. I did. It had one hand. Yeah. Well, we never did anything like no. that. That's flavor. I did have fun little flavor things I did with Dragon Heist where like you put on the magic eye patch and that cloak of eyes gets a new eye. And your eye is gone underneath. Uh, cool. That's very cool. <laughs> but, fun, yeah, fun yeah. flavor, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, having all that many new people, starting level five, and especially adding that homebrew element, that's no way out to me. If you can make it work, fucking kudos, but that's, that's not for me. This is not on me. I'm just going to sit back and see what happens <laughs> and be glad I'm not running it. I was going to get into the next... Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I, it's, it's a good transition to what I was going to talk about, about... Um, how, how I feel or how like the group feels how the book should be ran versus what the book says it should be done. And I know Matthew hasn't played it or whatever. You guys probably haven't really even seen the book. Yeah. But, like... There it is. Well, I mean, you, you've, seen, <laughs> you've seen the book. You haven't read the book. But it was kind of getting into what I was talking about of, like, certain things just fucking skip it. Uh, but, like, in the book, there is every... The one thing I do appreciate about this book is that it's very... Um, it's very, like, it's all statted out. It has all the things considered. Um, it, it, they even mention wandering monsters. And, you know, they even, the ever-infamous, if you want to add on mm -hmm. to this level, like a fucking insane person, you can add more to this level and add more time to that. And, uh, which, if anybody ever does that, you're some sort of serial killer. <laughs> I do not know why you would ever fucking do that. It's, I don't know, it feels like a weird way that they're like, oh, like, here, here's, like, we're helping you out, here's the adventure, but, like, you can still get creative with it as if it were a homebrew. Sure. Well, a I've, lot of people can't, can't commit as many resources to a homebrew campaign. Sure. I, I've seen people argue that you could, like, you could just take a level from it and put it in as like, its own adventure in a homebrew or a side adventure, and then you could add on to it if you wanted to, which I do like that idea, because... Um, that's one thing that I'm not great in homebrew is like 
designing a fun dungeon. I, I, I enjoy in, uh, encounters and settings and like world building, but when it comes to like a mechanical dungeon, I'm not great at it. So I could definitely steal from this. Uh, I was, I was going to ask people who have played, and Matthew, I'm trying real hard to include you here, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what has been like things that you think, and I, you're, you're getting it through the filter of Luke. Like you're getting Luke's version of Dungeon the Mad Mage, but mm-hmm. from what you can tell, what do you think is like the stuff that works and the stuff that doesn't work? Hmm. Kinky drow. <laughs> the kinky drow. Was that, a, a yes or that no? was in the book, right? No, no so the, first off, the drow literally are all named. No matter how tertiary, they, they, it'll just be a standard male foot soldier drow. has a fucking name and like, a house associated with them. I explained um, I'm doing this game spoken and ASL. This is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and they uh, the whole them doing like the BDSM shit... I played it up a little bit, but that's in the book. I, kudos for the balls to put it in there. But right? like, the, them getting whipped and like having, they even mentioned where it's like, yeah, they're screaming and stuff, but they probably kind of enjoy it a little bit. Like that's, I'm sure this is a great message for your kids again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a little, yeah. Maybe have it be a pillow fight. Or, <laughs> or some sort that's of. even more kinky. What are you talking about? Only if they're college co-ed drama. Yeah. Uh, the drow are all studying real hard, guys. Yes. <laughs> all the moments of frustration from the big test. Yes. <laughs> Ignore the chains. The biology test. <laughs> they were locked in their room for studying. <laughs> there was a little bit of that in Dragon Heist where there's like, you go into a mansion and on the ceiling of the ballroom is an orgy being painted. And Damn. so... I'm like, I had glossed over that bit when I was prepping. and Sistine Chapel. <laughs> yeah, just suddenly had to go, and on the ceiling is a painting of people dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Fully clothed. <laughs> a solid blue. <laughs> it's just blue. Popcorn finish. A big sensor bar. A big sensor bar. Just <laughs> it's all just pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice bukkake scene when you move it. Uh, Learned about that from that non-hentai. That non-hentai yeah. anime. Real quick, real si- quick side story. I was mentioning how I was drinking with some of the lawyers from the firms last night at work, and uh, the one lawyer, he's like, "Yeah, so that uh, that anime when you read it, what's it called? Oh, that's manga. Okay, so what's it when it's the porn? It's hentai. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my, my son watches some of that hentai anime porn. <laughs> you're, you're cool with it. He's like, yeah, what you gonna do? A good point, man. I, hopefully, he's not like six or something like that. But right? <laughs> I don't know how old your son is. Hopefully, he's like at least sixteen or something. But speaking of that, <laughs> um, how about the rest of you? Was there anything that like you thought works? Or <laughs> Sorry, this is the anime porn <laughs> podcast. Now. Yep, yep. I I do think that some writers have a tendency to include a lot of backstory, which some people get mm-hmm. really into and really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Most parties that I've played with don't give a damn about nope. why the such and such is, mm-hmm. you know, sunken underground and all that. And the like specifics of why the bad guy feels this way or acts this way or looks forlornly out towards the hill. <laughs> <laughs> we love doing some of that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Um, hit, hit, nudge, nudge. And there yeah. was a lot more yeah. earlier on. And I think that's because you were going more by the book. Yep. And so I do think that this book, I've noticed, has a lot of that. There is a lot of it, yeah. It's a, it's a weird uh, 
combo because it's got a lot of like just math maps combat stuff mm-hmm. fun dungeon elements but they also throw a lot of like uh mushy gushy backstory shit in there too which yeah. um that would be another thing like if you really wanted to play that up having a separate dm to like be aware of npc interaction because there was a shit load of that in this book mm-hmm. that would help a lot too a side note for that but yeah uh I'm at the point now when I'm getting to it, and I think you can kind of tell I was doing it with Will, that I'm almost just... Hi, and welcome to a plug for the Media Obscura podcast. What? I know, you thought I was just going to start an episode, but this is a plug. weird. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is not the podcast you thought you'd be listening to right now. It's a plug for a different one, but we'll we'll let you get to your show really soon, I promise. My name is Nick. This is my faithful co-host, Mike. Hey. He isn't allowed in the state of Utah for reasons that I can't even fully disclose. No, you can't. I just don't understand them, honestly. So anyway, on our show, we check out old and obscure retro movies, and we talk about them. Now, I know you're wondering, well, who are you to consider something obscure? You know, what, what's obscure? Well, honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's an excuse for us to watch just the weirdest stuff we can get our hands on, as well as a couple of old classics, and then banter about it. So if that's your cup of tea and you want to check it out, give us a listen. Of course. And uh, here's, here's your show. And bye. Love you. Let's try that again. It's not a. It's not a, an episode without some problem. But Mike, mm-hmm. we've had what two Mike? now. Yeah, what Mike? <laughs> Shut up, Mike! <laughs> you may have realized that the quality of the audio has decreased. Yeah. Did I do that? <laughs> I forgot the attachment for the microphone. It's some of that charming Luke whoopsies that you're so mm-hmm. so used to. I, I, I think I was mentioning about how with Willow, I was ripping on her mushy gushy backstory. And how she was like looking out the window of her tower to the gravestone of Croissant, I think his name. Croissant? Croissant. No, it was Croissant. Croissant for mom. Yeah, yes. it's because it's Croissant for mom. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, it actually probably was. Um, and how like you eventually found yourself a lot of fireballs. And you were saying that you appreciate something. Yeah, I, I appreciate that kind of thing because the few times that I've DM'd, like prep for DM and whatnot, I look and it's like, how in the hell are they ever going to find this shit? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's good and point. I think this is really cool for them to get this. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, like, like one of these, the reason you have Dawnbringer was because like, I read through some of the encounters, some of the little mini dungeons you could do in Out of the Abyss was like, this is really cool. It's got some flavor to it. You get a nice item. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make them do it. So I was like, yeah, you fall through a hole and you go into this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's tying into another thing I was going to mention how I didn't want you to miss out on that magic item because for the most part at least in the lower levels it's pretty sparse on magic items which I kind of me as a DM I actually like a lot <laughs> because you guys are the I feel that the combat is so balanced in favor of the players in this that like you just don't need any more fucking firepower mm-hmm. in, in my opinion might um, also just because, be because we are pretty experienced yeah. and we have some and we have a large things. number of things that cannot be seen in the dark. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, we have a we have a gloom stalker, which is really good here. We at one point, at one point, there were two gloom stalkers. Yes. Yeah. Um, two gloom stalkers would basically take out whatever we encountered ex- before the yeah. combat begins. Exactly. That's one thing I was going to mention later on too. But anything that like works well or doesn't work well. Gloom stalker with lightsaber. Yes, yep. <laughs> there was that. Constantly having it be on the dimmest setting. Yeah. Of the uh, the sunblade. We need to get you some goddamn like uh, goggles of the night so you can see. You really Um, it's not just that; it's that she doesn't like being shut off. Mm-hmm. The, the, 
Don't bring she your wants to bring light dark. to everyone. <laughs> Can, what, what happens when you cast darkness on it? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, it depends on what level of uh, Dawnbreaker's at, because darkness is it dispels light of certain levels or lower, and light yeah. is the same thing. Because I believe darkness will cover up mundane light, but the spell daylight will overcome darkness. Right, but that's just because it's a higher level. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. I, if it was me, because I think Dawnbreaker just emits sunlight. I don't know if it's technically as powerful as the daylight spell. I'd say that darkness. I'd say it's at least a fifth level. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just trying to tie this into other game systems that actually have levels of magic magic items. That's a good question. Yeah, just I think it specifically just says non-magical light can't illuminate. So you could just cast a light spell. Well, then you get to argument: Is Dawnbringer's light magical light? I think darkness is. It could uh, be argued either way. Light spells it's not are a those who are lower. True. Yeah. Extinguished oh, yeah. by darkness. It's not a it cat 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 <laughs> All right. The wording on Dawnbringer, forged by ancient sun worshippers, the Dawnbringer is meant to bring light into darkness and fight creatures of darkness. It is kind and compassionate to those needs, speaking in a kind of flat and feminine voice that is fierce and destructive to its enemies. Long years in the darkness have made the sword frightened of both the dark and abandonment. It prefers its blade is always pleasant, shedding light in areas of darkness, and it strongly resists being parted from its wielder for any length of time. It doesn't say anything about I'm other so than just gonna, being radiant damage. I'm so say. going to steal that light, that sword from you, just so it gets so much anxiety. <laughs> oh my god! It just takes up her pouch. Ah! <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Kicks you with the balls. Crazy with me. I think it's got a little mace attachment in the hills. Uh, I think you have to go into the, the description of a sunblade in the DMG to figure out whether or not the light that it emits is yeah. magical light. Yeah. But what what the fuck ever. Yeah. I do have my pocket sand. Shasha! <laughs> Shasha! Um, some of the shit that I think it does well, like I really enjoyed that it had an insta-kill on the first level. Oh, I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> what? So there, we, you weren't we, there for Yeah, we weren't there. No. So there was a, um, it was effectively like a magic item that was just an insta-kill. So it was a tiefling heart. Maybe it has little horns on it, and that's how you can tell it's a tiefling heart. But it was, it was a tiefling's heart. is all dried up. It was a box. And you can pick it up, and if you did the tech magic on it, it did some sort of transmutation magic or some shit. I can't remember. Um, if you identified it, then you would know what it does. But otherwise, you can attune to it. And once you attune to it, it swaps out with your heart. And it effectively... It makes so you now have a shrivel of worthless heart, and it kills you. And then now you're beating. So then your beating heart is just out in your hand, and then like eventually it just shrivels up and dies. And then it maintains the same property of the heart that was not in your chest. So it just continuously swaps in and out hearts. All right then. Yeah, and that was on the first level, and they did find it. And who was character? He was originally playing a rogue druid, which actually did kind of like that combo. Yeah. But he took the heart, and then just kind of like went away and never came back. So. At least my head canon is he's dead as fucking Nally somewhere. Yeah. His, his other character's dead as fuck now, too. Yeah, exactly. Once they're, there's no object permanence with me. Once you're out of my game, your character's dead. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other things that I do like. Well, we left on a cliffhanger. That's going to be an interesting Yes, thing. that was very fun. I This level's probably my favorite level thus far. Willowwood is, is fun. fun. Yeah. So they just got to Willowwood. 
and they had just got. And I actually didn't anticipate them doing this. I mean, I didn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was I was pretty happy about it. So I don't know. Did you hear about it, all, Matthew? When you were there a little bit the other night, we were there. They're on the level of where it all looks like a giant forest, but it's still underground and there's a lot of illusions and shit. I, I was there, but I did not hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they had befriended this archdruid, and she's been treating them well. She, and it was the first time that they actually didn't just run in and try to kill something right away. What? Which was really nice. It's because <laughs> Art, do you even D&D? <laughs> no, it was because, wasn't there. Yeah, it was because Hua and Paul weren't there. Yeah. Okay. Our gloom stalkers were gone. Honestly, it's funny how you now have conflict with her as soon as Paul shows back up. Uh, so they were friends with her and then um, they met this dragon and the dragon's got this presumably like really sick magical blade lodged in its skull an emerald sentient sword sword, and it's like the sentience of the sword has overtaken and kind of like sort of combined with the dragon Um, I don't remember the sword's name but I remember the dragon was like Voldemort yeah the dragon is basically Voldemort and the velvet velvet, (laughs) velvet's back baby (laughs) Uh, and then the, uh, the sword's name was like Super elven, like <laughs> it was not enough ice in French, and a few vowels or a few consonants that are silent for no reason, a few X's and Q's. Uh, but like, in my opinion, like the the now being that it is, is kind of like sixty percent the sword and forty percent the dragon. They're kind of like a combined entity you now. And he's like, "Hey, I want to get out of here. I kind of can't. Like, it's hard to explain. I can't really can't even talk about it so much." Um, Halster kind of has us locked where he wants us to be, and I can't really leave. But um, if you summon him, um, or if you get this uh, special item from the from Willow, you can steal it from her. We can maybe summon him, and we can maybe have me get out of here, and I'll be your companion. And, but you have to remove me from the dragon, but I'm warning you, as soon as I remove from the dragon, I'm evil again. Or I'm, we're two separate beings. I'm just the sword. The dragon's going to be pissed. not going to like you. Mm-hmm. So they have it set where they stole the thing that the sword wanted them to steal. And they got it so that Willow just found out about it, and now uh, they're going to have a, a big fight with Willow, but they had the dragon fly up in the sky above the illusion of where the sky ends, so now it's just in, like, cave darkness, and Paul is on the dragon about to pull the sword out of its skull. Uh, so like, Paul wants that evil blade. So it's, it's going to be like a... I want that. I cannot wait to have the resolution of this shit come out. Which, um, wait. Who that? Scared me. Pizza? Or is it yeah. homeboys? They're still selling Biden. They're still selling? <laughs> Some Biden and a little bit of a Delaney. <laughs> Who's still in the fucking mix? <laughs> They're just giving out Bernie's at this point. Mm-hmm. Can't get rid of them fast enough. I mean, Biden called uh, Bernie president in one of the debates. Really in right? the last one. one last to, debate, on yeah. Thursday night. He called him president. But then he also said something similar to Booker. He turns to him and said something like, yeah, when you were president, I mean, and one black guy on stage. Biden, come on, buddy. Did he correct himself to say when Obama was president? Yes. Oh, God. Damn, Biden. Oof. Oof-a-doofa. Well, then the last debate, the CNN debate, he went off on some, he was trying to give out the hashtag, mm-hmm. and thought it was a phone number and then added dot com to the end of it. <laughs> it was like what the fuck Call one hundred hashtag bidenmytime.com. And yeah, it was like supposed to be Joe Biden twenty twenty oh and then he God. added like three and Yikes. Oh. That's some evidence of some deep state conspiracy right there. Oh yeah, that yeah. deep state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get into that. Let's turn that into let's turn this into that. <laughs> 
Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So then they're, so then they're going to have this... Uh, the idea is that they're going to now have the dragon be pitted against the Archdruid. So it's kind of like a three-way between the... You know, some hot three-way action between the players and the dragon and then the Archdruid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's very fun. I didn't consider that literally at all. Being a, being a thing. Right. But. And I feel well, invincible with a wand of fireballs that I've never used before. Fuck yeah, Or do we just get the dragon against <laughs> the Archdruid and dip out of there as fast as possible? That's what I was That's trying what to I do. was trying to do. That's yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. What I thought says, we were going to nope, do. Nope, I'm going to get on top of the dragon and we're going to fly up. It's like, but I want to know. See, like, here's the thing, though. As a DM, I have a hard time letting you just like go to the lower level. Like, I don't know if I let you level if you didn't actually partake in that. I know you set it up. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of conflicted no, on that. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to just, like, get take the sword and the dip to the next level. I was saying take the sword, wait till one of them Oh, okay. Okay. Her. I like that. I'd allow that. Where you, maybe even you're kind of like just, they're fighting. You're off to the sides. You're kind of throw some pot shot spells uh-huh. out there like, at the opportune time. But then, okay. yeah, then Paul just decided we're doing this instead. Sure. I still like it. I, I definitely like it. Yeah, it's a, That's a very fun level. I was not a huge fan of... Um, I thought the Ableth level was going to be more fun than what it really was. Yeah. But it, it wasn't that great. Which level? With the, the Ableth and the Kuatoa. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked my Kuatoa interloper bit. That was fun. But... Interloper! Interloper! We need to go back there and have the cleric uh, locate object on that green channel. You do. That's, uh... There's a couple of side levels, that you, side missions you didn't complete. The were-rats, who was very concerned that the were <laughs> And also, just so you know, the were- the reward for figuring out the were-rat thing, I, well, I don't remember what the fuck it was, but you get, like, 50 gold. That's, like, all it is. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's not worth it. Don't do it. It is the first level. It's yeah. on the first level. Like, if you go find these were-rats and eliminate them, I'll give you a special... It's, it's like, 50 gold. Just don't yeah. do it. Just keep going down. Um, I am, like, with the kids' game, like... I'm trying to get inspiration as we're playing for what I want to do with the kids game. And I do want to kind of get them pitted against each other. Like <laughs> half of, I love doing that with the kids. Cause it's a, it's a group of like 10 kids so they can totally do it and have like, and they're getting pretty well comfortable with the game. And I kind of want to pit them against each other, have some of them support the Kuatoa and some of them support the Adelaide and, and just see where it goes. And then eventually have, you know, somebody come and save them. <laughs> yeah. And that's another, that, that was another that thing that I, Kyle was, he actually helped me kind of facilitate this idea where there was like 20 something troglodytes that were under mm-hmm. the Abelis sway. And Kyle's like, well, they could just fight each other and we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. thank fuck, because I don't want to have an initiative with 18, 24 troglodytes. Like, is that fun for anybody? I don't, I don't even know. Well, we, already, we did that with the... Uh, with some goblinoids and the drought. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, the, and the biggest issue in that in that circumstance is it, it would be those twenty troglodytes and all of the kuato that we just befriended. Yep. So instead, yes. we just like cancel those two out. Yeah, they just kind of do the rest. Yeah, they yeah. both have a common denominator. You kind of slash them out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, with the goblinoids and the the drow that happened as well. I just don't think that it's fun to actually put into the math of initiative. 20 little guys. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, it's just not fun. It wastes everybody's time. It's a big waste of time. Yeah. Like, we all know they're going to die. The, the only time that it did kind of work out for me was, um, do you remember early on, there was there was a big drow area where they overtook a dwarven temple, and there was a shitload of drow, and there was a high priestess of Loth, and a couple of giant spiders in a room, mm-hmm. and you guys burged in there. And then I ended up wiping yeah. you out, but it, that was when I pumped you full of spider eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was gross. Yes. <laughs> that was the idea. But they, uh, and that's when Jim came in. He did. <laughs> so that one was kind of cool because I, I did want to keep all those numbers in there. 
But when it comes to like a big fight with that, where like there's something else to be concerned with, like the Ableth or whatever, it just doesn't work out too well. It's frustrating with Dragon Heist. That is the entire last combat. A bunch of little guys? Well, it's a bunch of big guys teamed up with you that are way more powerful than you um, up against the big boss. Isn't there like, and a, all of like those a guys. golden dragon that yeah. like befriends you? Like, Unless you're my new <laughs> players and you just shoot it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, that's when you're just like, hey, here's alternate fun reality time. He kills you. That was a fun little flat. He, and he what if you did. saw the future? But Because the, your god gave you a glimpse of the future if you go down this path. And the dragon just fucking kills you. And that gives you the, hey, a bad idea. Now we'll re- rewind Zach Morris style and we'll fucking yeah, I, I try again. I agree there. You can actually just say, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> no, Jarlaxle came in and said, well, looks like you've got this taken care of. <laughs> and just declares he's going to let them die and steal the gold. So the dragon's first goal is to protect the gold. This mm-hmm. guy is a bigger threat to the gold. And... These guys are just going to poke at him. Meanwhile, he's going to go after the big tough guy. So then half the players were trying to kill the dragon, and the other half were trying to kill Jarlaxel. <laughs> and the dragon ended up killing Jarlaxel. And then they a ended true up... true fellowship of the rings they were. <laughs> it, was, it was a big mess. <laughs> it was a big mess. A couple of them died. It was fun. So we're just going to spank their behinds and teach them how to, you know, how to do it. Sometimes yeah. you got to kill a couple characters. You do. Yep, that's a side note. This is the only time I've ever permanently killed a character, was <laughs> Ivy's character. Um, it Luke's is a, Luke's a big softie when it comes to the anime. I think I you re- were I really am. more... I think you were more distressed by it than I was. I felt really bad. I like, really did. It sucked, but it happens. Yeah. You know. I Yeah, it was... <laughs> see, I, I, this is... You know, we, we bring up the guy trauma a lot, but I, I don't want to ever seem like I'm targeting someone and I, I feel like I kind of have seem like I've been targeting you a lot just uh, like you came very close to being death by intellect devourer um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things and I just I just don't want it to ever get to a point where people think that I'm like yeah but I'm, I'm, trying, to be, like I'm trying to be impartial and, and I want there to be actual stakes but I don't yeah. want to make it seem like I'm ruining someone's fun yeah I, I really don't mind as long as the death seems like fair, fair. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also, then, if you're really concerned about that, there is a concept called a dice engine or a dice mind, where you can literally just like, like come up with a couple of things that they're likely to do, and okay. roll a die, and that way. It's oh, I see what you're saying. Like instead of just going for the kill, they do like a, a different option. Okay. Yeah, well, just like especially for for like lower intelligence beings. Sure. Like, what are their priorities? Is it their like. Uh, I don't know, trying to get them all in one place, or is yeah. it attacking? Well, them? like, yeah. if it, you know, this is kind of just general 5e encounter running in general, but, like, if you're against, like, an owl bear, someone gets knocked down, they might not necessarily go to get rid of all the death saving throws, but if it's, like, an intellect devourer, they're going to hop on in the brain, or if it's, like, a yeah. mind flayer, or in the case of proof of where's the gibbering mouthers, there was no option. It was once you reach zero hit points, you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, mm-hmm. you are consumed. Um, you're mouthed. You're, you're mouthed. And I actually, I play I really, more carefully I really, I, now. I really like those um those lower tier monsters that are like <laughs> that have those real high stakes, like an intellect devourer and a jibber mouther. Those are kind of ballsy. I think they're they're fun. But uh, what else is I going to say? I wrote a list of pros and cons for the mod. If mm-hmm. you'd like to hear about them, so for pros, I said that it's great for wargaming, just like in terms of just mm-hmm. running out doing combat. Uh, there's a lot of very fun and interesting elements. I think, like, the Goblin Bazaar thing was really fun. Um, I think the whole, like, 
in Willow's Tower, you can adjust the thermostat and you can make it <laughs> hot and cold and day and night. That's, that's very fun. Uh, I think the Elder Wounds are a very fun thing where you could get a benefit, which you guys have only gotten benefits for the past like 20 times, by the way. It was funny. <laughs> How many people have like advantage and inspiration and like can crit the next three times you and none of them have ever used it. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> People have like uses of Aubrey that just, just save them in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time we've ever gotten bad stuff was yeah. from the cauldron where Jim died. There was that one. Actually, the first time one ever went out was in the first level, and it wasn't necessarily a terribly bad thing, but anybody who had gone past a certain point, all of their gold and jewels were gone. Mm-hmm. Immediately just mm-hmm. no longer there. So that, that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, that happened. It did happen. <laughs> I think someone had like exhaustion at one point or something but like a lot of the the bad things that happened weren't all that terrible but yeah, the big explosion we did that was get the big a couple thing. of them but they happened to hula yeah and paul because they were the ones who kept setting it off to see what would happen yep uh i i think that there's a lot of awesome potential for this book just in the in the pros i think there's like in theory if you can run it well it's fucking awesome and it it, it takes a lot to run it well to kind of go back to what i was saying like i think if you had a second dm that would help a lot even just the combat, and especially like later on, I might even see if Andy wants to help me be sec- uh, second DM, because then people start getting spell casting, and mm-hmm. like, I really enjoy DMing, but when it comes to making super smart tactical decisions, it's not really my forte, and I think you guys are aware of that. So, <laughs> I, I don't know it'd be nice to have someone who's a little more like mathematically inclined, or or get like a second set of eyes to be like, don't do that, they use this spell instead, or use this shape and then this. Um, for cons, I put that even with so much material that's given to you in the book, there's a lot that's still kind of up to the DM for like interpretation. Um, like how all the things interact on the levels is really tough. Like they give you this like little ecosystem of every level, and you're supposed to try to make it feel like it's alive, but with just so much shit to keep in your head, how do you have it all constantly interacting in a real way? It's that's really tough for me. You know, you have like hundreds of feet and hundreds of creatures. It, it's you, it's so easy just to get, like, here's this room, you took care of that room, here's this room. Oh, you made a loud noise and there's a combat, you might have four of the rooms come together and, and rush you, but it's just kind of like room by room by room. It's, yeah. it's hard to avoid. The that. only time where, that I remember that ever happened was the where bats. It was like, we assembled the chimera in here and we have 30 where bats on us now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, you dealt that one pretty good. Yeah, Dylan had a pretty good fight. That Chimera yeah. was one of my favorite um, fights that we've done. Just the way that it ended. Um, with the Chimera being summoned again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ivy's character threw a vial of blood on top of the altar, summoning the Chimera. Again. And, while and then he locked, locked all the werebats in the room. <laughs> by, by expanding the door. Yeah, I enlarged the door so they couldn't get out. <laughs> And then I had my familiar fly on top of this stone chapel, and drip more stone, stone shape, a hole in the ceiling, right over the altar, and drip more blood. Oh, it's so good. So, <laughs> that was really good. Just chimeras until they're all dead. Oh, for, like, for at least a minute. I, I, I think I made someone roll to throw that vial, the initial vial. To the uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it was like a natural 20 or something. Right. That, that was good. Um, I did mention how uh, it's, it's a lot to keep track of. I also think the maps aren't super conducive to playing it. Um, I also I saw a tinfoil theory on Reddit once that they purposefully made the maps difficult to handle out of the book because they were trying to sell the uh, the periphery. Of the maps miscellany. Yes, that. Like they were trying Which to. Which like, I'm very interested in getting. Dude, I I'm coming close to wanting to buy it just with how frustrated it is trying to run it out of the book. 
and it's the maps are so huge. You can't like I'll sketch out real quick on a on a dry erase thing, which is serving fine, I guess. But I think just to make it go smoother, having that maps and miscellaneous would be nice. I'm close to buying it. And I like to do maps. Like I do the big intricate maps from the book, and yeah. I. I know I can't do it on this venture, and the kids are going to have a hard time adjusting. And yeah, and when you consider there's, there's like... I'll have a hard time adjusting. I, printed, I actually printed off all the maps just, just to have as reference, and there's like 25 or so, including the skull port, and just when you consider each square is 10 feet, you, you can't draw it all out. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Oh, I couldn't. And the last thing I put down here is that, in my opinion, I think that the combat is heavily in favor of the players, and I think that could be fine... If you want, if your if your goal is to like run through a bunch of stuff or get through the mod quickly, because it's a it's a huge book, that's nice. But I think it makes combat kind of boring and not fun. If there's, you keep saying that, I I'm thinking that this next fight must be really easy or well, something. Well, huh? the, the fight that we have set up, I think, is going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. That one shouldn't be in favor of really anybody. But like when it's like, oh, you came across fucking five uh, Quagoths. And a drow is trying to shoot you with an arrow. It's like, that's not so bad. And, again, and considering you start to nod level five, at that point you're level fucking seven. Like, that's, you know. Right now I'm kind of terrified because you have multiple, t- multiple times called it an arch druid. So, uh, I, it's, just a, it's just a druid with a bow. Arch druid. Do you know what an arch druid is in terms of player? That means a level 20 yeah. druid. We I mean, in wild shape forever. I will, yeah. I, I'm really bad at wanting to spoil shit. Yeah. Like, God. Nah. I'm here to let, let you spoil things to someone. You so will. everyone else, cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like the level one, where it's a bunch of vampires, but it's just bad as dressed as vampires. Um, the, as you can imagine, Willow is, very, is actually very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, this, that'll be a fun one. Um, I did give you a, a little tiny bit of a hint of what is. I, I didn't you remember what I said she looks like when she shows up? Yeah, didn't you say she cast like foresight or something crazy? Uh, did, I, did I say that out loud? I don't. I don't. I think you may have. Like when she arrived there, she cast. I said that she has like glowing eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice phone spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted fireballs also. <laughs> Solve all problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fireball is the correct spell. Yes. The main saving grace of very powerful enemies is they usually don't have that much help. <laughs> like, uh, even with dragons, the max I've seen for, like, because this is an adult dragon, I think the max I saw was like, it's not, it's not that crazy. Yeah. yeah, Dragons have surprisingly low health, in my opinion. And that's one thing as a DM that I will mention to you especially. Like, let's say these people know what they're doing, which kind of sounds like they're doing. But <laughs> if, if they do, or if they do kind of get the hang of shit, yeah. um, I, I've been bumping up the HP and AC for almost every big fight. Huh. And you guys have still been kind of... Like that Ableth, you spanked it. I bumped mm-hmm. it up so much, you have no idea. Huh. We also controlled that fight like crazy. You really did, yeah. <laughs> See, the funny thing I mean, is, with the, the kids game... Too. <laughs> yeah, well, there's the chuls and stuff, yeah. but, or the chules, whatever you call them. But the ablet itself was like, you spanked it real quick. <laughs> you know, uh, but with the. Oh, I was just saying with the kids' game, they are so self centered when it comes <laughs> to fighting. Sure. And they do things like the druid turns into a panther and pretends to be a kitty. 
Mall's over and, the next day, baby. Right? And doesn't help at all. So they're playing a level ahead of the recommended level because it ends up being a lot of one person fighting while the bad guy just, you know what, that panther looks delicious. I'm going to go eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and just purposely going after the people doing nothing. Um, it could be that I am scarred by the effectiveness of the Gloomstalker, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, you know, it could be a little bit of that. Yeah, when we <laughs> fought those cloakers without any... That, that was a rough... That yeah. Was a rough. That, that was, yeah. yeah that's I mean, true. I, I don't think we were in danger of, no. of wiping or anything. But, but it took some resources. Yes. No. Which is good. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to mention that uh, it takes a lot more HP to boost the monster's challenge rating than you'd expect. Yeah. There, there was a table I was looking at when I was getting the homebrew session ready. I'm trying to find that table. But it's like a CR1 is in the hundreds of HP. Really? In, in comparison to uh, that's interesting. armor class, which I, CR5 is like AC15. I would love for Mike Merles and Jeremy Crawford to one day just fucking sit me down with a master class and explain the like the math behind the CR shit. Like I, None of it makes sense. I don't. I think a lot of it's arbitrary. Oh, yeah. I really, I really do. Well, the DM, the the, the DMG actually says how you can calculate uh, your the CR of a monster. Yeah. Uh, person you created. And they came, I, I see. I that can't before. seem to find it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've seen it before, but like I would like to understand how they came up with that method. Just because, like, and even when you compare monsters, like if you compare, like, a, there's certain CR ten creatures that are like leagues behind. Other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Frog Hemus, but I think they're a CR 10 creature. I don't think they should be a CR 10. And then they should yeah, be like, I was going to say, which one's more powerful? A uh, Frog Hemus or an I mean, Abloth has like uh, legendary reactions, so there's that. Yeah, but they're the same CR. Exactly. I, I, in my opinion, I think an Abloth is more, is more difficult. Did it not have lair actions? It did. Oh, yeah, I well, it, it, did. it was okay. in its lair, too. Yeah. It popped up like. Yeah, long. I think us all getting launched in the not was a It was a layer action. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was like the biggest disruption. Like, it was. If, it was if good. If Frog Hemet had things to disrupt through the battle like that, then we might not. That is it. true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one at some point in the mod. I haven't come across... I've actually read most of the book, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't find where that Frog Hemet is. But, hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if, it's so, if it's that far ahead, then it's going to be no problem when you face it. Like, probably not, <laughs> no. Um, did you find that table, Matthew? Yeah, I did. So, um, basically, they, they, they break it down into two pieces, the defensive challenge rating and the offensive challenge rating. Hmm. So, you basically figure out what your armor class and hit points would be, and then you can average those two to figure out the defensive CR, and then you look at attack bonus, damage per round, and save DCs, average those out for offensive, and then you'd have a proficiency bonus you could add. Mm-hmm. Which would also adjust the CR apparently. What page is that on the DMG? Uh, Two seventy-four. I might leave through that tonight. <clears throat> but seriously, uh, eighty-six to one hundred HP, <clears throat> CR two. Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, up to uh, CR twenty just for HP is three hundred fifty-six to four hundred HP. What? Whereas no actual monsters really have that range. Not really. No, not really. Yeah, well, I but armor just... class caps at 19 on this chart mm-hmm. at 17 CR. I feel like armor class has a whole lot more to do with it. I agree. Like, I agree. Like, and yeah. also, like, 350 to 400 HP, that is a round. That's less than a round for level 20 characters. Mm-hmm. 
Or, I mean, well, that, that's CR20. Yeah, um, CR20 is supposed to be theoretically. And then the offensive is, uh, let's see, attack bonuses. Um, around level around CR5 is plus 6 attack bonuses with 33 to 38 damage per round and save DCs of 15. I, I also argue, I think that the save DCs for a lot of monsters are way too low. I really and th- now I'm kind of just bitching about five E as a system, not well, so much Mad Mage, but it, the, I mean, if you're sending a lot of those monsters to attack higher level characters and it's too high of a save, they'll have a lot more chances to make them fail the save. So that's probably why it's uh, a bit lower. Yeah, save, sure. saves are saves are interesting because it's not like AC where like if you get hit you lose some hit points. Saves mm-hmm. are like if you get hit you're probably fucked. Oh, one, one, that's what happened with that Abolith. It got charmed out. It also got confused, mm-hmm. and there was something else. There was like three. It was like stunned, confused, and charmed, mm-hmm. and like you know you just kept piling on those conditions. Where yeah. like yeah, why well, I got another buck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Handle tree, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think conditions are. A bit, I, uh, yeah, I can. That's more of a just a five E thing. Uh, but I'll give you a peek behind the DM kimono that I've kind of been doing, especially when it's a bigger fight that I want to actually be a challenge. Again, I do get a little bit worried about this because I don't want it to ever be said that I like pulled a guy and gave a Casmi a plus sixteen to hit or anything like that. But I will often. I won't. I won't typically give a monster max HP according to the, the hit dice, but I will give it like. If uh, I'll give it somewhere between max and what the average is, mm-hmm. so but then I'll also kind of keep track of what the original was because if things were getting a little too sour, I might kind of forget those extra twenty hit points that it had <laughs> because I gave it fifty at the beginning. Um, I've done that a handful of times. Just I, I'm trying to get it so it's like a sweet spot where like if you deserved to die, then sure you'll die. But like for I mean for, for <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, but like if it's um but I don't want these things to be cakewalks either. Uh, I, I have boosted AC a bit, not too much, but I have got given an extra one or two on occasion. Uh, I haven't messed with stats. I feel like if I add things to stats, I'm getting a little too spiteful, almost, or a little too hardcore. Mm-hmm. But I pretty much, unless I can find a better way to do this, my typical way of making a fight just be a little more challenging is adding HP and AC. But I feel like there's got to be a better way. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Especially there's so many fucking monsters in this, in this module. There's so many different creatures mm-hmm. to be aware of. Yeah, if if we were going through this like, like real slow, real like, I don't know. I, I guess we are kind of going through this a little slow. But if you had a ton of time to prepare for all mm-hmm. of these things, I mean, like, uh, I probably tactical things would be would be more of a challenge because I mean there is an entire I mean, HP damage kind of just arbitrary numbers. It, it kind of slows it down. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it draws um, it out a little bit. Well, we really haven't had a whole lot of issue with that, mm. stalkers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I feel like I feel like it's probably the best way to add difficulty is tactical. I I also agree. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot. One, I'm bad at that. That's just straight up. There are certain things when it comes to DMing stuff that I I feel like I shine with that are, is my forte, and there's certain things that my alar is not strong. You hear me saying that all the time. <laughs> and when it comes to like battle tactics, I'm one, I'm bad at it, and I quite honestly, I don't really enjoy it. Like, the oh, things yeah. the things that I love about DMing is when I get you guys laughing, but also have, like, a fun, like, you you realize that's the the gimmick, or you realize mm-hmm. that's the fun thing behind this, or the fun story behind it. And, like, yeah, there's some cool comment moments where, like, you set up the whole dragon versus the archdruid versus you. But when it comes to, like, 
oh, if I had them here, and if they went prone, but if they actually attacked from 120 feet away and, they, and they're hiding, like, I'm bad and don't really enjoy it. That's where I would love it if, like, Andy helped me with that. Because I think Andy's a lot better at it. And it might even make the experience more enjoyable. Um, but then, I, you know, in terms of prepping, I don't have the best time, right? you know, for my various personal reasons. But that's just my musings. It's not the book's fault. That's more me. Well, it's also the, I mean, the book should give you better tactical I, I suppose. There there are some modules that have really good tactical notes for, mm-hmm. like, hey. I do it, agree. Wolves, they tend to, like, are trying to take out one thing and get it away. Yeah. They want to eat it. They're not there to, like, kill the party. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like. That's a good criticism. In Forge of Fury, which I'll be doing at some point probably, mm-hmm. uh, there is like there's a couple of them where it's like this is what the the uh, things are more likely to do, and then there's some that are this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Like sure. this round, this happens. This round, that happens. I would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I will say in this book there are, and again, Alar isn't that strong. I'm trying to go through the lexicon of like everything I've seen so far. For the most part, that really isn't there. It's just kind of like, hey, here's a here's like a hundred drow just kind of scattered about Mm -hmm. and like they kind of have some tactics here and there but for the most part it's like they're all just here figure it out yeah and i'm not great at that but what was the shitty drow's strategy the one taking a shit yeah (laughs) that one probably had the most strategy out of all of them it gave you specific strategy which was it takes the bucket of shit and throws it at you and runs away (laughs) that that was its it's written strategy which was given better than more than any other drow <laughs> um, you know, th- there are some instances in here where they will say, "Here is what they try to do," mm-hmm. but there is a lot of it where, like, they kind of just here's a bunch of monsters and they're like this, figure it out. Which I'm not a huge fan of. Not running D and D necessarily, but I've had some of that come up in other sessions, like uh, players steamrolling entire combats mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. managed to surprise the enemy and then. Okay, what are the enemy's tactics? Oh, okay, they don't list anything. Great. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that, that kind of gets into my issues with um, wanting to prep for specifically Bloomstalkers. Because there was one point when I actually I posted on uh, the Mad Mage subreddit being like, hey, anybody else having, like, not an issue with Bloomstalkers, but, like, they're just way too good? And they're like, yes, because the Bloomstalkers are, like, in, a, in certain situations that you see a lot in D&D, which is like, you're in a dark dungeon, mm-hmm. or cavern, or whatever. They're fucking awesome. Same with Shadow they're, they're great. They're awesome. And I don't want to take away the fun, cool, special thing that they get, because that's why you pick that class. But at the same time, I don't want it to be too easy. So I think to myself, what can I do? And people were suggesting, well, just because certain races have dark vision doesn't mean that they necessarily rely on it. Like, maybe they'll have lights further down to see more than 60 feet away, which I like. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. I... Um, it's not really mentioned in the Drow City that it does, and in fact, it probably says it's dark more than anything, but I could add it, you know. But I, again, I don't want to get into that territory where people think I'm picking on them to take away their special class thing. Well, right. the, you, you got to introduce some times where they have to work around True. The, well, the impediment of, they might be able to see me here for once. They Especially could have with, a shrine here or there, too, with sure. candles, things like that. Like, it doesn't Torches. have to be light specifically to see. Slaves. But, yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. with yeah. Drow, though. Like, they are specifically, like, hateful. Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. No, drow specifically. Like, in, I, I mean, I read a little bit of Drist. Like, they mm-hmm. live in a legitimate subterranean, no light anywhere. Back when they had, like, thermal vision. That's what they yeah. used. And that's... They had it in almost any other version of it. I think, mm-hmm. they had thermal vision. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Um, the one nice thing, though, is that the further, and I have mentioned it before, the further you get down, there's a lot more creatures that don't rely on dark vision. There's a lot more tremor sense. There's actually a lot of true sight that comes up, a lot of blind sight, which is kind of nice. The the range on that one isn't terribly far, so you get your you get your Paul uh, shooting you with a longbow from fucking how far away, you know, out of sight. Mm-hmm. But still, I do like that, like, Nothics that were pretty early in the game. They have, like, 120 feet of true sight, which mm-hmm. is nuts. But, you know, that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to balance. I think this is the further you get down the levels that it kind of just solves itself, where dark vision isn't so much of a thing that creatures rely on. Are you wearing Bob Ross socks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. I am. I am wearing Bob Ross socks. Uh, <laughs> I had a couple other notes here. So here's one thing that I see a lot in, and I actually read Dungeon of the Mad Subred a lot, especially when I'm about to like uh, prep for us playing. I just, I see how people are doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the big gimmicks that I think was advertised, even like with the D&D folks from Wizards when they were pushing this product, they're trying to say like, oh, use Halster a lot. And like, and this is actually another thing that they were saying like, oh, here's how you could fix the, the Gloomstalker dark vision problem is Halster could just show up and like wave his hand and with his magic, he warps reality to the point where like it just solves your problem for you. And I feel like that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I feel like that would piss you guys off. It would piss me off. The literal the DM yeah. showing and giving you the finger and then disappearing. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that sounds like ass. Like I don't want one, I don't I'm not a big fan of Halster just showing up being all wacky Law XD so random. Ooh, I am the crazy wizard. And then he just he, he farts balloons and makes you fall into a pit. Like that's not fun. Like I don't me just having a Deus Ex Machina on my side is not fun for you guys. Mm-hmm. But thinking of some random things to happen would be interesting. He could show up and add complexity. Sure. Yeah. Not just like advantages or disadvantages or loss or random, but like if you're like, oh, this is kind of like boring bullshit, you just like, I don't know, add some random element that mm-hmm. will that will make the fight more complex but not necessarily benefit one side or the other. Yeah, that, that could... It could definitely work. And another instance, I think that it'd be great to have two DMs working on this because there's so all the shit on its own is already yeah. exhausting. And if I had to add another like reason or another like fucking like story element that like works with the entire story that already happened to like keep the the kayfabe up, that's difficult. And often, like just full disclosure, I'll read it and I'll try to be as familiar with it can what's on the page, but I just I can't prep more than what's on the page. Mm-hmm. There's just so much shit to be aware of. And like if I had two DMs, that'd be awesome. That could maybe be a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they mentioned how Halster can just kind of pop up and u- utilize him a bunch and kind of make him like a crazy wizard guy. I'm like, that doesn't sound super great. But um, I did mention, when we're doing the, you stole that little egg that has a little crystalline figure of Halster inside of it, right? That's the thing that you stole from. I think it was... I don't think you ever mentioned that. No, I, I think I think I think I did. It's like a crystalline egg, and on the inside of it, there's like a little black onyx figurine that's, of house. That's the thing we were trying to get. They are still, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, it, they do also do a fun job of in, um, implying that he's his influences around. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like there's Halas tree. There's that Modron that's kind of Halster like. There's the, the, yeah. the Halster puppet. I fucking love the life size Halster puppet. Awesome. And um, even the the ferryman, he has like a little bit of Halster uh-huh. with the, the eyes on his boat. Uh, the, there was the painting, in one level there was his uh, the simulacrum in that extra dimensional space, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. So we missed a lot of Halster. We did. Yeah, you, we yeah, missed a lot. You guys came up, yeah. But there's a lot of like Halster like sprinkled around, which I think is fine. 
they also give you regional like effects more or less in the book being like ghosts of former adventures caused by Halster to fuck with mm-hmm. the players can show up there could be like a big eyeball that shows up looks around and zips away and that's that's kind of cool so it's hard to remember to utilize that when you're in the middle of everything yes. else mm-hmm. um, so the last thing that I was going to mention and this is another great one that's going to exclude Matthew in a, in a great way <laughs> but was there any favorite moments or elements in the story thus far that you really um that, that you liked smoking a quivering forest leaf smoking that fucking quivering forest leaf with Willow was good we had a lot of fun with Willow yeah mm-hmm. Willow was definitely very fun until, yeah. until the glimpse talk <laughs> I did really enjoy the Goblin Bazaar and the political aspect behind it how mm. there was Bitcoin yes. yeah and how they were unhappy and trying to like overthrow the ruler, and it was a fun, different take on it where you are helping the society of goblins. Sure. And instead like, of just coming in and slaying evil goblins. Well, and you're still you're still killing goblins, but then also mm-hmm. you're friends with them uh-huh. with a different faction later on, which is kind of fun. Yeah, there's intrigue. Yeah, yes. exactly. That was fun. Matthew, your favorite moment. Uh, I like the part where I heard there was an enchanted sword stuck in a dragon's head. Yeah. <laughs> I had a fun time telling you about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really enjoyed... Um, Willow's got to be the best part so far. It's, I think it came to the part where I wasn't super stressed. Uh, there was a lot of fun things in the Ableth area that like I thought in theory would be awesome, but then like maybe it was just the sheer number of people that showed up that night or mm-hmm. whatever the reason was. But it, I, I just that charm have it. did a lot. It, see, it wasn't even so much the charm in the combat. It was more just like kind of the vibe I was getting from just the room. Yeah, yeah I was so, there was a lot of there was conflict. A, there was a, yeah, people were just kind of like shouting, and I was like very stressed and like not handling it well. And just the sheer number of people itself didn't help it. So, but Willow has been great. I mm-hmm. really like Willow. And then I gave you the flower, and again, that classic mm-hmm. Luke. Stink them up where I not only can you make flowers with it, but you can make some of that sweet, sweet ganj. Yep. Yes. It's a magic staff. Yep. Yeah. I believe that, I, I, staff staff. that's a common magic item in yeah, Xanathar's. That's yeah. kind of cool. Does Jade have that? Someone's I believe so, yeah. I think yeah. Jade's got staff. Did someone cannot make roses, though? Can yes. Ro- that's the one thing that cannot make roses. In the Immortal Words of Outcast, I know you like to think, your shit don't stink. <laughs> Uh, listen to that song. But, but roses really mm-hmm. smell like poo-poo. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to think of, I know we have a staff bird cult, but I think that's in your game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not with us. There's yeah, been a few common staff. ones. That's the staff of flowers easy. and the pipe of smoking Ten monsters were the two common items. Mm-hmm. So was that an actual thing they could give, or is it just a thing that happened so, because I wanted to So I gave you that, knowing that it was going to come up in a later level. Yeah. And then when it came with a letter level, I gave it to you again, forgetting that I had already given you the bait. Uh, <laughs> so I, I gave out two pipes of bill. Like, oh no, characters yeah, are right. okay now. <laughs> they have two. Um, Especially since the one character that had it is gone. It's gone, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like he just dropped his vape and your character picked it up and found it. Ah, oh, dope. Um, uh, do they give lower demand responses and higher chances of pneumonia? <laughs> no, it gives mesothelioma, is um, what it gives. Yeah. <laughs> As best yeah. <laughs> um, Anybody else have anything you want to add about it, or you want to close this bitch down? I'm all right. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you having a good time with it so far? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I ultimately yeah. just want. I know that there's certain nights when it's like off and it's not, or I'm not prepped as much as I want to, but I think the last couple, like, Willowwood has been yeah. good. And there's, I had a ton of fun with that Adelaide fight. Just because things were going wrong. And that was like, yeah. Was, yeah. The lyric actions were great. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. For sure. Luke's best in the game? Awesome. We can all agree. <laughs> basically our own idea. That's, uh... Cool. All right. You say that right in front of our other DM. <laughs> I still haven't actually gotten to play on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you ever. <laughs> when the girls are five and I, we have the epic reboot. <laughs>